Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, buddy? Sunday morning, man. Here we go. Never miss a Sunday show. Indeed, it's been a, it's been an interesting morning for me. I uh, I opened up Bloomberg this morning, and they had some tips in the Bloomberg opinion um, articles about how to deal with inflation. And the ones off the top of my head that I can recall was number one: start taking the bus. So. You know, I took the bus over to Lakeside Diner in Stanford this morning. Um, oh, and then it's really? and then it said have lentils. I should eat lentils. Now this is Bloomberg talking to me, so I I, I take everything they say very seriously. Um, so when they told me to take the bus and and start eating lentils, and then the fourth note was it'll be harder than you think. Um, so I had a you know a rough morning thinking about how I'm going to deal with inflation. Um, but luckily, Bloomberg provided me with those lovely tips. Um, well, take I, the bus. I, I, oh, don't buy in bulk. Try lentils instead of meat. All right. So well, no donuts. See, here, I, had, I had a bowl of lentils for breakfast. See, that's where I, I got to cry bullshit because I, I don't think they have lentils at the Lakeside Diner. <laughs> I mean – World class. Might give donuts. you a funny look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the donuts are good. I the rest of the stuff, you're you're really rolling the dice. But uh, anyway, so um, for some reason, Leslie has taken upon himself, and he has sent me not one but two care packages out to Scottsdale from Barney Greengrass. And oh, wow, not not being of the tribe, this may not mean much to you, but. There's been a ongoing battle between Barney Greengrass and Russ and Daughters for generations. Yeah, I, uh, okay. And where do and, your loyalties fall? Well, like Winston Churchill, late in life, I've switched parties, and wow. uh, I'm now a Barney Greengrass guy. Wow, uh, incredible. I yeah, I... I uh, I can my wife imagine. is a Russ and Daughters. My wife yeah. swears by Russ and Daughters. Oh, man. Now you got yeah, me wanting, I, I, like smoked well, liver or something. Oh. It's chopped liver. The problem yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with uh, and no disrespect to Amy, but, you know, the Irish in the appetizer <laughs> business is not, you know, it's, okay. you need a Jew. <laughs> Thank you. You need an Ashkenazi Jew. For for so, the listeners that don't that don't know what Barney Greengrass is or Russ and Daughters, those are both legacy Jewish. Is it a deli? You call it a deli? Um, well, Russ and Daughters is technically an appetizer store. Okay. Which, okay. You know that's the term that's gone out with you know yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't I don't know I don't even know what but um, yeah it's what'd you, uh, what'd you get in the package. Well, first of all, an assortment of New York bagels, oh. and then uh, Nova salmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cream cheese with chives. Beautiful tuna salad, egg salad. Oh, uh, the whole, sh- the whole sh- some sa- some sable, which I'm planning on having for lunch. Wow. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm. I, this morning I weighed in at 161.4 pounds. Yeah, I mean I, we're we're looking at life of contract highs. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Maybe we need some contango. I'm hoping the yeah. forward is lower. <laughs> I'm hoping the forward is like 148. I know. I know. Oh, oh man. man. Well, it's great to see you. Uh, yeah, likewise. You know, we, we opened uh, you know a tweezer we reprise, and I don't mm-hmm. think. 
It's one of those things you have to experience live. Just the, the it's yeah. sort of like the, uh, it wraps the whole show up, right? Just the energy and the release of energy. You know it's coming uh, too. So that's the best yeah. part is that you yeah. know it's coming. If yeah. you get the tweezer early in the show, you, you're you're almost guaranteed the reprise. And then once they Vir- build it up virtually. like that, it's yeah, yeah it's just yeah. Uh, it's you know they they forgot to play a tweezer reprise in Hershey, Pennsylvania, at one point, and so the next night in Connecticut, they played. Hershey reprise. They played the Tweezer reprise twice, and I think they opened the next show starting with Tweezer reprise. That's so, right. I uh, remember that. Yeah. So if you don't love fish now, you you, you better get on board because <laughs> right. can you see the the Stones doing that or Springsteen or Bono? Please. No, stop. So so speaking of fucking things up, old Chestnut took one up the ass last week. Sorry to hear that. That's all right. You if know, you noticed, older, if if we noticed, right? The older you get, it doesn't bother you so much. Oh, geez. that's a loser's mentality. Okay, stop, stop with that. So, because the um, timeline's getting shorter, because now that we're at sixty-one, the timeline is is shrinking. No, no, it's just because you you know when you're younger, you don't know what to expect. So, I, I'm. I'm 28 years old and um, I'm scheduled to get my first adult physical, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm out to dinner the night before with two brokers from uh, fundamental brokers called F. They went by the initials FBI. Okay. They were ultimately shut down for dealing cocaine, which I, which I discovered. I wake up one morning we're living at uh, 401 East 34th Street and Stuart Varney, Business Morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like Fundamental Brokers was raided this morning. And wow. so at that point, I had all the swag from Fundamental Brokers, like the hat, <laughs> yeah. and the shirt, and gym bag. And in my underwear, I grabbed all of it. I ran down to the end of the hall and <laughs> threw it all down the... Right down the trash chute? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just... I didn't have anything yeah. wrong in there, but it's like I don't <laughs> right, want anything to do with them. Right. Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm out to dinner with the two guys from Fun- Fundamental Brokers, and they're in their mid-30s, and we were talking about something. And I mentioned I had the physical in the morning, and that's when they start to explain to you, well, you know what that means, don't you? And I'm like, well, no, not really. And they start to explain <clears throat> the, uh, mm-hmm. the digital exam. Understand. And uh, at that point, um, I wasn't really familiar with that sort of thing. Right. And, uh, it didn't sound all that appealing, right? Understood. So, so I'm, I'm, now I'm panicked because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, it's like yep. <laughs> it's a whole new world yeah, becoming right. available. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting time. So, so um, anyway, I... Uh, they do the EKG, they do mm-hmm. the weight, check this, check that. And the guy says, okay, um, stand up and, and drop your shorts. And uh, I think, well, okay. And I start to turn around and he says, hang on. And uh, I said, what? And he grabs my <clears throat> mm-hmm. testicles yep. 
and gives me a, an exam because mm-hmm. yeah, at that age, it's not that uncommon for young men to mm-hmm. have t- testicular cancer. But I didn't see that coming. And <laughs> um, let me tell you something. The digital exam following up, I, that, I don't even remember that. <laughs> Talk about the... You know, the, the option, mm-hmm. you know, whether a guy's going to run pass mm-hmm. or, or pitch yeah. the ball to the halfback. That wasn't what you were waiting for. Right? <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, but by age 61, it's like. I've been through yet. this before. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So talking about what I screwed up at the, uh, unlike many economists who we shall not named like David Rosenberg. Yeah. Uh, or I don't even know if he's still around, but uh, there was an economist, Larry Meyer, who used to be at the Fed. Okay. Then he went private. I think he was like macroeconomic advisors. Maybe. I'm not sure. Anyway, he always seemed like he was wrong. But uh, <laughs> the spoos were up 6%. The metals were down 3%. And uh, I, I don't know what else. Oh, but the, the 10-year swap rate was up 18 basis points. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the two-year note, touch two percent so okay i guess um I'll, I'll say we can pat ourselves on the back because we've been predicting the, the short rates were going to go up and yep. so long story short uh before i get into another probably wrong forecast um yeah when did we get in the business of making forecasts anyway I, it's it just it's out of our control. It's just the way the conversation okay. un, unfolds. Uh, yeah, I guess I can't help myself. So uh, twos to tens, the sort of the quintessential benchmark. And by the way, anyone who says tens twos, it's like L, you know, <laughs> not not L for love. Yeah, like, yeah, understood. The pros don't say tens twos. Okay. okay. Um, twos tens. It's got to be somewhere in the, the low 20s in terms of basis points. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not perfectly flat, but flat. Yeah. Is it, is it going to invert? I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I do think you have a scenario where it, it might actually invert. It might invert pretty good, but uh, it, it's hard to know. There's a lot of things in the air. And then the biggest one of them is what's going to happen with the Fed's balance sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent some time speaking with a snowboard fish fan yesterday about uh, the Fed and, and the mortgage market and uh, what's politically acceptable, what's not politically acceptable. So we're going to have to wait and see on that. But uh, I think you and I would agree. Certainly, I feel strongly in my career, I've never seen the lining up of the administration the Treasury, and the Fed of the need to raise rates. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's debate about whether the 25 or 50. I, I think that's a less important debate. I, I want to go back to what I said last week, which I've still not been proven wrong on. But they're just going to tighten some number until the inflation stops. Mm-hmm. If that's and they've true. said that. Yep. Yeah. But they've said that. Yes. I, well, what I would like to say instead of saying, but in the past, they've done what I've said without saying that they were going to do it. So mm-hmm. uh, as, as you pointed out, you know, everyone's complaining about the inflation. 
And even uh, Stan Druck had something that you'd sent me talking about how the poor people get beat up with inflation. And, and uh, you know, it's, I hate to break people down into cohorts, but, you know, the less money you have, the more vulnerable you are to changes in your, what you would call your fixed costs. And when, you know, when you're hand to mouth, the fixed cost is gasoline, which is up. It's food, which is up. And it's rent, mm-hmm. which is up. So, you know, uh, nobody likes to see that. Um, it's coming in an interesting time because, uh, you know, I repeat over and over again, I'm, I'm not trained as an economist. Although having seen the work economists have done, I don't know that being trained as an economist is much value. Um, But uh, to the untrained eye, it seems to me what we have here is a classic uh, growth pattern based on inventory replacement. So you've seen prices of raw materials go up. Inventories have shrunk. Lead times have been extending. Now they're starting to come down. Uh, you have very high uh, capacity utilization rates. And as the inventories get rebuilt and the consumers pressed um, because of higher prices, the economy is going to slow. And I, and I think I've seen some projections that you're going to have almost zero growth in the in the quarters to come and and i would say i didn't get the timing right on this necessarily but way back when when i began my podcast career on that uh what used to be a famous podcast i can't remember the name of that thing anymore huddle up huddle hike what was it the market huddle oh that's right that's right some guy with crayons and lena Jeez, just <laughs> I know it's Sunday morning, okay. and I got a blo- I got the Bloody Mary going. Jeez, um, <laughs> no, no, no. He, uh, Kevin loves you know. It's like Kevin Muir would like to say, there's no bad publicity. Although I think Jeffrey Epstein might. <laughs> yeah, poor Let's Kevin just got this. <laughs> But we'll, we'll edit that out. I'm going to take that 45 second clip <laughs> out in which we we took an unsolicited, unprovoked shot at Kevin and then lumped him in with Jeffrey Epstein. So that's coming out. All right, <laughs> poor guy. Jeez, no bad publicity. Um, the the so, first uh, time you went on his show. <laughs> the first time I went on his show. Thank you for getting me back on track. Um, I I don't know whether it was the first time or the second time, but I kind of felt like you had all this government stimulus. You're going to get a sugar high. And once the sugar high abated, you know, the economy was going to slow pretty good. Now, you've got some other things going on where, you know, you have the trauma going on in Europe, which is Mm -hmm. clearly devastatingly bad on all sorts of levels. Uh, But as I say over and over again, you know, I'm I'm completely sympathetic to the human suffering um i don't see any point in me belaboring what's going on in that regard because for me there i i don't add any value to that i mean do you want me to be the warm fuzzy guy i mean yeah it's terrible but you know if you're listening 
I think you're listening for what do we think is going on in the market? And was there something in the past that I saw that might be of help? And maybe what do I see in the future? And, and you know, it, you have to you have to cross that ethical vo- void. Like, are we here to say prayers and, and you know, hopes and dreams? Mm-hmm. Or are we here to mm-hmm. analyze what's in front of us? And, and you know, uh, my belief is this was started as a conversation between two friends talking about bikes in the markets. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about bikes in the markets. And, you know, I, I got daughters, I got nieces. I, you know, I, I don't want to see people hurt, but Mm -hmm. this isn't what the show's about, Mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, there's been, uh, a huge escalation in the suffering. Okay. Uh, I have sort of been of the opinion that this thing has got a relatively short burn rate for a number of reasons. Uh, reason number one is because really in an unprecedented way, you've seen the world gang up on Russia, right? We talked mm-hmm. about several weeks ago, like bumping them off the Swiss system and how that would never happen. Well, that's so far behind you, you can't trip over it anymore, right? And mm-hmm. Now people aren't selling aluminum to Russia. And, and and I made the comment, I thought Russia would run out of money, okay? And in our new and improved website that I just spent $47 for a year, <laughs> there goes the marketing budgets. Um, uh, one of the... Uh, people wrote in and i think on the surface it sounds correct which is russia has all this oil and it's plenty of money and they're not going to run out of money so i forgot who wrote who wrote that in and i'd like to say on the surface uh i'll agree with you uh except um i may have mentioned this but um one of my former colleagues and I back when we were branch capital, when Russia was like the new, new thing, and we were being told be more like long-term capital, yep. uh, my friend, colleague, Robbie and I flew over to Moscow uh, in February of mm-hmm. all, of mm-hmm. all times. And I think I've talked about mm-hmm. that. And looking back, I probably ended up sleeping in the bed that Trump did that had the prostitutes urinate on him because <laughs> it sure smelled like that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. That's, you never know. You, you know, you never know, Gary. You never know, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, um, so Robbie and I were trying to figure out. Russia was issuing all these treasure bills. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I don't remember the numbers, but it was basically this: you could buy a Russian treasury bill at eighteen percent. You could take the bill to a Russian bank, give them the bill, and they would loan you the money. At fourteen percent, so you'd make let's say four hundred mm-hmm. basis points, and you, you had no risk because mm-hmm. you posted the bills as collateral. the The problem is, you know, you it would tie up capital on your balance sheet, and a lot of times you would have to post some some margins, so five percent or ten percent. So we were not so cavalier as saying, "Well, if they blow up, fuck you." 
mm-hmm. we knew that if they blew up, we were going to get hit to some amount. And ultimately, that's what happened, which led me to my great quote of um, uh, how did you do in Russia? I said, well, I, I made 20 million bucks. And they said, well, how'd you do that? I said, well, I had a limit of 25 and I only lost five of it. So, <laughs> um, a- Anyway, long story short, the reason uh, I, I want to respond to the viewer about his comment about Russia and the money. Uh, first of all, None of the numbers Robbie and I found in Russia put up by the government bore any semblance to reality. It's shocking. Complete, complete bullshit. I'm stunned. Okay. Um, what we were trying to do, this is one of Robbie's great talents. Uh, you can throw him in any situation, and in short order, he will figure it out. Mm. And what we tried to do was basically we knew – that the Russia was, Russians were issuing treasury bills and they would get rubles. And then the money would get parsed out through bribes and this mm-hmm. and that. And a certain amount would leave Russia and then a certain amount would come back in. And it was mm-hmm. always less. Yep. Okay. Uh, and I think <clears throat> looking back, I don't remember, but I think a lot of it was headed to Cyprus. Okay. Makes sense. Which yeah. makes sense now, right? Mm-hmm. So what we were trying to figure out was how long before the 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 stealing from the government was going to add up to where they would default, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's the game of musical chairs. I was just going to say musical chairs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's why Robbie and I never got to the limit because it's like we really couldn't figure out. Mm-hmm. You know when the when the musical chairs was gonna was gonna stop. So we had to have something because every day I heard about you got to be more like John Merriweather. <sighs> okay, so, so, so anyway, they default. Sure, I'll pack up the car. We're going home. We're rich. Yada yada yada. Okay. But when you come to today, um, wars are expensive. Uh, they have certainly taking a hit to their revenues, getting raw materials are expensive. Now, if there's one country in the world that knows how to suffer, it's, it's Russia. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, but, um, you know, Cheryl has this, uh, charter aircraft business she runs where they deliver, uh, human organs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the, the chief pilot, his father is Russian. Okay. But during World War II, he fought not only for the Russians, but for the Germans, which, by the way, I don't think was terribly unusual. I, I okay. think that yeah, happened yeah. a lot. Okay. okay. Uh huh. Okay. Until, until after the war when the Russians invaded Germany and they just raped 90% of the women. But, oh. you know, to the victors go the spoils. Jeez. Um, yeah. But so the thing about the Russians was, and this is the pilot story, Mm -hmm. they are in a troop carrier and the guys are getting off and every other guy getting off gets handed a gun with ammo. And to the guy that didn't get the gun, they said, well, wait till somebody's dead and just grab his gun. Jeez. True story. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised. Everything you've read in the last, 
three, four, whatever this is, week three is like, that's still going on. Oh, dude, there's a book I read 25, <laughs> 30, 30 years ago called Gulag by Ann Applebaum. Okay. It talks about the camps. Mm-hmm. So oh. Gulag is a, uh, what's the word? An, an, an Not anagram, but like G U acronym. Yeah, right. So Gulag translates in English to main camp administration, which is a, which is a relatively benign term. That but, term has, but, but the term gulag has made an, an incredible, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Re, not resuscitation. Um, what happens when you rise? Or, not when you rise from the dead. Resurrection. Okay. Oh, yeah. The word gulag has had an incredible resurrection because I think because of some stupid uh, video game like... Uh, Whatever the game kids play, but that term is used all the time nowadays by yeah. by younger people. Yeah. Seeing the gulag, um, yeah, yeah, or he got, wanna, yeah, he got sent wanna. to the gulag, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's that's, totally that's a modern bad. term again. But but yeah, so the book. Go, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, the, there's something about me. There's something about Jews reading about how terrible it is. Oh yeah. And anyway, um, I don't know how we got the gulag, but. It's just the Russian people know how to, I mean, I don't saying they like it, yeah. but they know how to suffer. And yeah. Putin is going to run them into the ground. So whether yeah. they run out of money or not, who knows? I think the bigger issue is whether the money stops flowing to Putin's inner circle or if his inner circle decides he's fucked this up and there's no end game and they take him out. But I, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't expect this to, to go on for six months. I think this is a much shorter uh, situation. The thing that the, the story that got a lot of traction Friday was the bond payment that Russia made, um, where they were wondering if they would make the payment, if they could make the payment, or like logistically, whoever was involved, I think it was City and JP Morgan, however they would process it, and they didn't know if the if the United States Treasury would allow it to go through. Right, yeah. So like, you know, you're sitting there Friday morning saying to yourself, all right, well, Russia wants to pay, they can pay, but will they be allowed to pay? Is that a manufactured default because the United States Treasury won't allow it? But the payment went through. So, yeah, you know, for as, now. For, for now. now. Right. Okay. You know, so um, you have a atypically large number of balls in the air, right? First and foremost, you have a war Yep. with countries that have nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. which is never a good thing, right? I mean, I, I think there's enough fail-safe mechanisms in place, at least based on my understanding of the U.S. stuff, which I have actually read a fair amount about. And if the Russians replicate that at all, I, yeah, I think that's highly unlikely uh, to be an issue. But, you know, I, I wouldn't rule out. And I do have my own thyroid tablets. <laughs> I was going to say, you've, but you've got your iodide, right? Yeah. My iodide, yeah. Mister, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. He's hunkered down in Scottsdale eating iodide pills. Well, no problem. It's not happening. I'm, I'm glad I just realized this because the iodine is in Connecticut. So uh, I, okay. let me write this down. I no, 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 no. I'll, I'll go get it. How about I'll run up the street and go get it, okay? You just let me know where it is. Yeah, but I need it in Scottsdale. No, 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 no. You'll be fine out there. I need it here in the tri-state where we're actually a target. Nobody cares about your desert out there, all right? Jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, between the uh, the world shutting off Russia 
and uh, the Russian government and the oligarchs saying, you know, what the fuck, mm-hmm. I, I suspect. So um, I think to your point, the, and I might have used the term last week, I think we saw equities with a tremendous relief rally. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, when you look at the Kevin Muir stuff, you'll see that the big rallies occur in, in bear markets. So um, uh, I mentioned, you know, I've made a huge investment in our website of, uh, was it $47? Um, and I put up a few, a few charts there. And of course, in my haste and enthusiasm to get them up, not everything is completely correct. But what, did you have a screenshot with some of your open tabs? Because those are my favorites when you when you send me screenshots and I get to see what else you're looking at. Girls going wild, <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh, you said it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, but I digress. Um, one of the charts that's I think labeled Edo's Development Group is really a chart of the two-year note yield. And if I'm doing this from memory, but in October, the two-year note yielded something like 25 basis points. Mm-hmm. And last week, it touched 2%. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's a move of basically 175 basis points. And you may recall over the year of us podcasting when uh, Snowboard Fish Fan and I would run these trade analytics, I would say, and he would agree, we run stress tests assuming you can get 200 basis point moves in three months. Mm-hmm. And for the last several years, you never really had that, right? But uh, now you have it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how many of these young rocket scientists out there have built this sort of thing into their model. The other thing that's going on, and I forget whether I was speaking to uh, – fish fan or my friend Robbie, but a lot of guys like to use these regression analysis. And so for the untrained person, that means they'll look at the last number of years, three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. It's virtually never 20 just Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And then they'll run relationship statistics like, you know, if it rains on Tuesday, there's a stock market go mm-hmm. and all sorts of things because now computing power is cheap and, and um, they'll come up with things that in the past have correlated to one another. So one of the big ones for a long time was this risk parity thing where is rates would go down, stocks would go up and the stocks would go down, rates would go down. And that's where your Ray Dalio risk parity, uh, Dave Zervos. And and to be fair, these guys minted a lot of money out of it. Okay. So that was a relationship that I think up until recently held pretty good. Mm -hmm. The last few months, you know, my short term memory is a little impaired. I guess it's from all the nitrous oxide at the fish concerts. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's Sunday morning. I'm just kidding. Um, the stock market's gone down and rates have gone up, which is death to interest rate parity, right? Yeah. But, you know, I guess long-winded explanation, the world's a little different. And so all of these, you know, kind of things that people relied on 
they're, they're getting thrown out because yeah. when's, the, when's the last time you had 10% consumer price increase? You had inflation, uh, not inflation, but unemployment at structural zero. You had capacity utilization at this. You had deficits of that. We're, on, we're in uncharted territory. So to try and use regression analysis, I mean, you know, do what you want. Right, right. I, I think we're like in a brave new world. And, and which, as I've said to you any number of times, makes me look in the mirror in the morning with my belief in the, in the gold is the, you know, choose your enemies wisely. Yeah, That's yeah. who you become most like. Wow. Or, you know, where's my tinfoil hat? I, yeah. I, I'll just make another one. Wait, I can't. There's inflation. <laughs> no yeah, you're out of, out of aluminum. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? I guess you get the uh, funnel and you, you look like yeah. the Tin Man. Right. But uh, so uh, what I've learned is I have become older. Uh, first and foremost is don't don't get older. <laughs> That's job one. But I, Number I one. tried and, and yeah. there's not, you're out of luck. The clock's ticking and you mm-hmm. can run but you can't hide, right? Um, I think I might have said this not that long ago. One of the particularly hard parts about trading is differentiating between being early and being wrong. And so I would have expected by now the price of metals to go crazy. Now, it's all a matter where you sit, right? Because mm-hmm. when I got into gold through options, it was twelve or $1,300 an ounce. So it's up 50%, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the reason I haven't made more money, and to be honest with you, I don't even really know my P&L on the thing at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm up, it's marginal. But Understood. I've owned options, and I've had a lot of – time decay, which means as time goes by, the Mm -hmm. option drops in value. And I think initially the implied volatility on the options, you know, what you pay in terms of premium was very reasonable. Mm -hmm. And then I had to roll at much higher implied volatility levels. So between all those things, I would say I've underwhelmed had I just bought the spot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. as I've said to you before, in my, this point in my life, I'm not looking to make 5%, 10%. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can take the big bat with mm-hmm. a fastball and knock it out of the park because that's kind of what I feel mm-hmm. like doing now. Um, we're, on one hand, I question why the market hasn't perceived the value in these things. But, you know, the truth is, when you're looking for sea change, it takes a while. And to Rudiger Dornbush's point, in economics, thing take, things take much longer to happen than you think. And when they happen, they happen much faster. Yeah, I like that. You know, you, you, what is it, decades and weeks or something? Nothing like a week yeah. happens in a decade and then a decade happens. Yeah, there's, in a week. Decades, there's decades where nothing happens and there's yeah. weeks where decades happen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and maybe. It's not this week or next week, or maybe mm-hmm. it's not even for another year or two, but you really have a legitimate issue now with banning a foreign government from using payment systems and embargoing 
their imports and their exports. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you have China, which is an uncertain situation. It, it could go a lot of ways, but nine out of ten ways it could go are bad. Mm -hmm. And which is Taiwan, going to, yeah. Which, yeah, which is going to put more uncertainty in the global financial markets. And again, the the Will Rogers quote: "Return of capital versus return on capital." And the the big complaint about gold, of which I'm in the camp of, is there's no yield. It just sits there. And if you hold gold for a hundred years, you, you know yeah, you've got you get what gold. you got. Mm -hmm. If you look at confusion of confusions, and you talk about businesses being trees and them growing, and when one branch dies, another branch grows. Well, I, I would think in a static environment. You'd rather have the tree generating new branches rather than the lump of gold. Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about a hundred years. We're talking about what's happening in, in the next eighteen to twenty-four months, right? And so you have a bunch of rich guys that, when they're going in their six hundred million dollar yachts or fifty million dollar airplanes <clears throat> with transponder codes, <clears throat> and they're getting yanked. And soon enough, the apartments in Manhattan that are 25 million bucks and they figure out that, wait a minute, the ninth shell corporation is owned by Vladimir mm -hmm. Khrushchev, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Yep. Mm -hmm. They're going to start yanking those. And so ultimately, you know, there's not a lot of places you can run. You, you can run the Bitcoin. I was just going to say. You, you know how I feel about that. I, I think that's way easier. Can, can I ask you a question? Has that fucked up your gold opinion? Let me let me let me let me portray it. You're what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say distaste because it's stronger than that. Your disdain for Bitcoin. I'm, yeah, right. Has that clouded your vision, your gold vision? Well, it's 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 fucked up my gold trade for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you do have people who are in it that okay. because yeah. they think. It's the new gold. I know. You know, well, the reason I'm not a buyer of that is because it's it's not gold. It, you can lose the password. Uh, more importantly, um, uh, I, I think, I firmly believe if the governments put their mind to it, they can stop the trading to a large extent in the Bitcoin. And they can easily do it in the United States. You know, can you do it in China and Russia? See, it's I don't know. Some, some people say no to that. Some people say absolutely not. They'll be like, period, stop. That's a, that, like, we can't even have this conversation because they can't do that. They, I'll, get, I'll, it, I'll find people that'll argue no, explain, that. Explain to me that they can't stop the... The, they can't shut down Bitcoin like that. They can't yeah. pull the plug. It's well, too I can decentralized. You, I can and, tell you exactly why they're wrong. Okay. Um, so again, on our website, mm -hmm. there was a paper written by the uh, Rand Corporation, 1962, mm -hmm. okay. and so they show there's three pictures, and and I like pictures because, you know, I'm no good with the math, and and when you explain it to me simply, I kind of get it. So if I remember, there's a there's three pictures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One is uh, a centralized information system. 
One was a decentralized information system. And the final one was a distributed information system. Okay. Okay. The quick thing here is this was built because people were worried about uh, nuclear war. And the big thing in military science, they call command and control. So what is vital is to be able to communicate to your different operating units. So a centralized system doesn't work because one good missile takes out all your communications. So they take it to the next step where they say it's decentralized. So instead of having one central point, and the the website does a good job of showing Mm -hmm. this picture, you might have a half a dozen. Mm -hmm. So now you go from centralized to decentralized. Okay. So now instead of needing one lucky shot, you need six lucky shots. Okay. So they take it a step further and they call it a, a, a distributed information system. And now instead of there being going from one to six, it goes from one to six to 30. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but 30 is a number. Yeah. And maybe today's number isn't 30, it's 3,000. Okay. 3,000 is a number the government can take out. And that's why when people start telling me, oh, you, you can't do this, you can't do that, you know, I, I just, I've been around too long. I've been told too many times by people, oh, that'll never happen. And as I said to someone not that long ago, I see four times a year a six-standard deviation move. A six-standard deviation move happens once in the entire time humans have been on the face <laughs> of the earth. And I see it four times a year yeah, for 40 yeah. years. So, yeah, that's how that goes. Okay. Um, so I get a little bit wound up when they tell you it can't, but, I know. um, we're going to get uh, bombarded. <laughs> it's okay. I don't mind. So, um, I, I, I spend a little time looking at the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's I, a falsehood. He spends every waking hour studying the comments of our show, the market huddle, any, any research paper gave Cal, if there's a comment sections, Morris Sachs is in it and he might not be commenting, but he is reading and he sees it all folks. Hey, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, it's either that or Sudoku. <laughs> I, I you know. Tell me. Trust um, me, the comments are where the gold is. Get it? So, so one guy, uh, which just tickled me pink because we did the, um, we did the double header last week. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. and I was surprised there was some strong feelings from management. Half of, half of corporate was like, we got to do two a week, every week. And then the other half was like, you guys jumped the shark. So it's a good mix, uh, though. Is it, that's what yeah, we want. We want yeah, a, we want a diverse yeah. opinion but, in the boardroom. <laughs> but one guy, uh, one guy said, uh, it's hard enough to afford one podcast a week. The thought that we were going to charge him for two. two yeah. um, and someone else commented uh, uh, how um, one of the podcasts was so good. It was worth 10 times the cost. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but you know, not long after I had that bike crash where I got mm-hmm. lost in the woods, somebody sent me an email. Did I tell you this? No. Somebody sent me an email. They said, tell me how you feel. On a scale from 1 to 1.0, how do you feel? <laughs> now, this is a guy we know, and he's yep. a smart guy. So mm-hmm. so I write back, well, I guess in this example, I'd have to go with 1.0. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I kind of get back later. It's like, well, I'm sorry to 
you're not feeling better. I'm like, well, I, you know, I thought I, I thought I was feeling great. You sent that to me, and I answered the same thing. You were like, on a scale of one, zero to one point, whatever it was, one to one point oh. I was like, oh, you're hang in there, pal. You'll be good. <laughs> um, somebody, uh, so I put up this thing, another thing up there called the two generals problem. Yeah, and and I don't know whether we talked about it in the show or not. Years but, ago, yeah. Um, it's another one of these things which uh, it disappoints me in the way the education system works. So you take a guy like me, okay, who uh, in fifth grade, they wanted to hold me back a year because I was so bad with math, wow. right? And yeah. Um, Classic. Uh, yeah, and unlike the way the Sachs House runs now, the Sachs House back then was like, there's no fucking way he's going to summer camp for two months and he'll, he'll learn fat fractions a year later, which by the way, never happened. Right. Until I learned to trade bonds and now I can do things into one 256. Wow. Uh, yeah. But uh, fifth grade was a struggle though. Oh my God. A lot, in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Get me back uh, on track. You were bad at math, fifth grade. They were going to keep you. They were going to hold you back in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so why do I like the pictures? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because the pictures explain things. So, um, uh, the two generals. I, they came up with this two general things, and one of the guys was like, "Where do you come up with this shit?" <laughs> and and it's a very fair question. Mm -hmm. So there's basically two two places I come up with this. One was you may recall. You know, many nights of me being up at midnight in my bathrobe trading JGBs. Mm -hmm. And between 12 a.m. and 2 a.m., there's not a lot going on, right? right? And this is kind of when the internet got started and everyone was posting shit. Mm -hmm. And so I would just see a, a phrase or a word and I would chase it down. And that's where I found that paper about the distributed information systems. And I saw this thing about the two generals problem. And the reason that the two generals problem is significant isn't because of the reason I like it. It's because how do you know when information is transmitted by your computer to another computer that it's 100% accurate mm -hmm. or zero failure rate or in the what we call in the industry five nines, meaning it's point nine 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 percent percent, right? Interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah. So anyway, they dumb it down and they give you an example of the two generals. Yeah. Right? And if they attack at the same time, it's a victory. And if they attack separately, it's a disaster. But how do they know? Right. Mm -hmm. So um that to me, uh while mathematically trivial with my great expertise obviously was more an interesting philosophical thing. So mm -hmm. I could say to you, I'll meet you for dinner Tuesday at eight and you don't say anything. Well, I don't, are you coming or not? I don't know. Okay. I, am I going to see you Tuesday for dinner at eight? Yes. Look yep. forward to seeing you. So now I know that you think we're having dinner, mm -hmm. but you don't know that I've acknowledged that mm -hmm. I've heard. Okay. So, so how far do you take that? And of course, if you're single, you take it one or two steps. If you're married, 
you got to take it out 22 steps because exactly <laughs> right enough said yeah but uh there's a lot of these things that i i find kind of interesting and one of the great uh mysteries is this thing called the traveling salesman's problem mm-hmm. it's like the guy has a certain number of routes or, or customers to visit and how does he go from a to z the most efficient way once again highly mathematical you could give me an unlimited amount of time and mm-hmm. unlimited calculation clean sheets of paper and and sharpened pencils and i'm never going to get it yeah but but as i think of the markets and how things move that concept runs through my mind and I, and i find that very helpful so when we look at the market today, I'll say the same thing I did a week ago, which is you have the cost of funds going up. And in the short run, everyone says corporations are cash rich, so maybe it doesn't matter. You, you certainly have higher wages. You certainly have higher input costs. You certainly have higher energy costs. I, I, I differentiate those from input costs, okay, but mm-hmm. maybe you don't need to. And um, based on the consumer sentiment stuff, you would start to expect to see a dampening of consumer spending, which really makes for a complete constriction of economic growth. Okay. You take that and put on top of it price earnings ratios, which maybe I'm, you know, boomer, old school. But, you know, you, you got to dance with what brought you, and that's what I know. And, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if you look at any kind of these price earnings ratios, they're very high. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so to me, the fact that, you know, the market had a big week, I mean, it's still down 10% for the year, right? Yeah, I wouldn't get carried away with getting yeah. excited about Friday yeah. afternoon, you know, the stupid yeah. melt-up at 2 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. Well, next, Short covering and the, whatever it was, the quadruple witching or whatever was going it, on, all those options and blah, 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 blah. It could, it could be your Russia made its interest payment, which I don't really think really matters. But, right. you know, how's Kathy Wood's year going? She's What's really she done? zoom out on that one. Thirty-five percent or something. I don't know what's it at now. Thirty-five dollars. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter where it's at. I know. Virtually everyone who's invested with her is down money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and, the and charts lot, are incredible. Right? Yeah. So uh, she still got inflows, bro. People are still giving her money. <laughs> so to be repetitive, and as I've got seven and a half minutes left to kill, years and years and years ago, somebody came up with a contraption that was a, like a box with a f- screen in it. And mm-hmm. he could, and I think this was on Long Island. I, I'm mm-hmm. going to give you the abbreviated story. If anyone questions it, I'll go find it on Google, yeah, yeah. But, but run with me. Mm-hmm. So the guy had a process where he would take lead, put it in a box, <laughs> take it out to like Coney Island, drop it in the water. Yeah, they yeah. wait three hours and they'd haul it back up and the lead had turned into gold. Imagine right? that. So the stock exploded, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. turns out to be a fraud, okay? The stock didn't go to zero I for know. like a <laughs> fucking year. I know, I know, yes. Right? So Yeah, incredible. Um, as, yeah, as our good yeah. friend Kevin Muir said, the bull market and bullshit is over. 
Um, um, you know, so wake you up. Mentioned, you mentioned something before about your chat with uh, our snowboard fish friend, and you mentioned something about it being politically acceptable with what's going on about like, you know, all the, 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 the administration, the treasury, the federal reserve, everybody, everybody being aligned about the consensus to hike rates. Yes. But you mentioned like, would it be politically acceptable? You know, is, is there, is it frowned upon to jack rates right now because of everything yeah. that's going on with no, the no, okay. no, 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 no. It, right now, the current meme, is inflation is hurting the little guy mm-hmm. and the on top of that it's sort of conventional wisdom that the low rates are helping the rich people mm-hmm. so you you rarely get in my experience these things aligned where everybody likes the idea of raising rates and there's going to be no pushback I mean, generally, you're going to get savers are going to tell you they like higher rates. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's seeing the um, uh, the price of food going up, he doesn't, you know, he likes seeing mm-hmm. higher rates because, first of all, if he has any cash, he's going to start getting interest on it. And secondly, yep. if he understands economics, that there is some correlation between hiking rates and slowing the economy and lower inflation. So there isn't anybody in the corner going, the economy sucks, everyone's out of work, how can you hike? Yeah. It's the other way around. So yeah, that's yeah. why I continue to think putting a number, uh-huh. a number of hikes in the terminal number, terminal rate value, is it's a fool's errand because it's just going to go until it, it stops. And yep, yep, I yep. don't know where that's going to be, and neither does anybody else. But one thing I'm pretty comfortable telling you is his, history has shown it takes like 18 months for changes in open market operations and Fed policy to work its way through the real economy. Wow. And so if they just started hiking in March of yeah, 2022, yeah. March, so it's September of 2023. So, yeah, you've got 18 months of, of hiking coming. And uh, that's why I think you have an unusually high chance of a reasonably inverted, real, uh, when I say reasonably inverted, like twos, tens being, I don't know, I'm going to throw out a number of, of like minus a hundred. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Something, something like that. I, 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 and how do I get that? No idea. Total pulled out of my ass. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could get the you could get the two year note to three percent, and you could get the ten year note to stay around here. Yeah, because the ten year note is going to say, "Look, they're driving this into a recession. Inflation is going to come down. Negative real rates are going to go from negative five to negative two. And and why another reason why I like the metals again, again, again." You know, my father would be. I feel feel terrible for you. My father would be so ashamed of me. But (laughs) you're just going to have negative real rates for as far as the eye can see. And uh, um, I I, I don't know. It it just goes against everything I believe in. Um, I mentioned that I did a lot of trading in options two weeks Mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the 
reasons was because of the way I have my tax structure set up. And there's different ways you can have entities, whether it's a S corp, whether it's a C corp, whether it's a limited partnership, whether it's mm-hmm. a sole proprietorship. And not that I've mastered it, but I did get the taxation for dummies and I read it and that's worth a lot of money. But um, more importantly, the bulk of the options I had had gotten into the point of being less than 90 days. And I, and I may have mentioned this to you in the past, sometime when you're Jewish, when you're a Jewish male, sometime between your bris and your bar mitzvah, one of the elders takes you for a walk and they teach you option strategy. And one of the things they beat India is don't own options with less than 90 days to go. And so I Talmud, this, a Talmudic law. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And I forget exactly. I know it in Hebrew. I can't say it in Yiddish. Yiddish. But, say. Yeah. There's a, there's a prayer. We'll uh, find it. We'll find it. We'll put it on the website. <laughs> yeah. It could be many, many Turkle uptrained. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, but I didn't, I, I think this metals trade is going to take a long time to play out. And take a lot of years off your life too. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, anyway, uh, so I rolled stuff out a good six months. So, uh, with the, with the now, explain to me what the tax the the C corp. You did it with the C corp. Explain to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, it, it's a little complicated, but each of these different corporations have different rules mm-hmm. and, and I treat it like a game, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't make up the rules. You know, if, if you hit a ground ball and the guy throws it to first base before you get there, you're out. Well, that's a rule, right? Beautiful. And like John Wick, if we don't have rules, we live with the animals, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in some entities like a C corp, for instance, there's ways you can move assets into C corps and recognize gains. And then in the C-Corp, you can offset expenses, which you may not normally be able to do. Sounds like a freebie, right? Well, Mm. not exactly, because if you have a profit in a C-Corp, it's doubly taxed. The corporation pays a tax, and you pay a tax on the distribution to the shareholders. Okay. So on one hand, you get something, by being able to write things off that you might not otherwise. But on the other side, if you show a profit, you're going to pay double tax, right? Mm-hmm. And, so don't show a profit. And, well, as one of my real estate partners <laughs> said, you watch your expenses, God, to watch your revenues. Um, wow. But, uh, and so there's all sorts of different things, like limited partnerships have advantages, but you have unlimited liability mm-hmm. for you and your partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have a limited liability corporation, which is like a partnership with limited liability. And so there's all these sorts of things. And for the average guy, just trying to put money into a savings account for mm-hmm. his kid's college education, these things don't come into play. I don't need to go to Delaware and set up a company. <laughs> well, I set my first one up when I was 35. Yeah, so I know. So may, maybe Delaware too. Was it Delaware? Yeah, well, in you know Delaware because it's got the most yep. consistent corporate tax law. 
Mm-hmm. And plus, it's Joe Biden's home state. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I could talk more, but I, I feel like no. Please, gonna... no, no. Let's let's keep going on the tax loopholes. The people are real. <laughs> if you stuck around to an hour, you're gonna get tax fraud from Morris. <laughs> Excuse me, tax it's... loopholes. <laughs> The one thing I, I will say, and then I don't want to say a lot more about it. I know. It, it, well, mostly because it implies I know what I'm talking about. And I, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do I? Maybe we'll get some tips. You never know. Maybe somebody will be um, like, hey, you're doing this wrong. <laughs> the thing is, this real estate stuff, mm-hmm. it, it seems to me like the way they've crafted those things just is – it's just not right. I mean, there's too many advantages. Now, it's not limited to wealthy people. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Okay. So uh, in Greenwich, there's a lady who uh, one of the kid know, kids know, and so she'll come to the house and cut our hair. Mm-hmm. And it's no more or less than anything else, but she comes. The five of us get our hair cut. We pay her and mm-hmm. you know it's okay so she's from like brazil or argentina and what she and her brother and her sister have been doing for the last several years is they find a multifamily house in porchester mm-hmm. in larchmont in mm-hmm. mount vernon you know um Mm-hmm. up the line in Connecticut yeah, and they'll find them with good tenants with good track records and the owner needs to sell and they'll put 20% down mm-hmm. and they'll buy them and then when the value of the property goes up they'll refinance it they'll take money out and and you know this is a lady who's just cutting hair yep. I, I've never asked but I'm sure she's amassed a couple million dollars mm-hmm. in profit yeah, and uh, they work hard. Yeah, you know, she's cutting hair from nine to five, mm-hmm. and on the weekends they're going around to the buildings and they're fixing the gutters and they're mm-hmm. replacing the refrigerators. Yep. So, for people like that, the tax benefits are huge. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the rich guys like me that take advantage of these things. It's an opportunity for you know, average Joe Yep. to build some wealth. I've got uh, a girlfriend that bought a house in Vermont, bought a house in Vermont, put it on Airbnb. She will, she has never stepped foot in the house to spend a night there. She went, renovated it, turned it around yeah. and, and she's got it booked for 18 months. She, yeah, yeah she was like, nah, you, you can go in like two years. She's like, I'm sold out. Yeah. yeah. Just a nice little humble well, cottage in Vermont. She, she, away caught, she caught the COVID thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but by the way, she could sell it now mm-hmm. because the prices are way up. It's incredible. Yep. And and so mm-hmm. you know, are the real estate tax laws advantageous to the owners? Yes, but anyone can be an owner. I mean, I guess if you're completely broke and don't have any brain, it's going to be a little harder. But you know, I know yeah. that sounds kind of obnoxious, but I told you, I got the book. Real estate taxes for dummies Amazing. from NYU. I took the seven hundred dollar course. I know. And by the way, if you don't want to do that, the New York Times did a slam piece on Jared Kushner and explained the whole fucking thing. So you don't even have to spend the twelve yeah. hours and listen to the course like I did. Incredible. Um, just read the New York Times and take and, notes. Yeah. Well, but but the best part is they make it out like the guy's a crook. 
You just followed the fucking the rules. rules. Yep. So anyway, so I'm thinking it might be a good opportunity for me to sneak out and get out in the sun and you enjoy, buddy. You know. Um, so what's this? What what are we at? We're at we're at March. We're at St. Patrick's Day. We've got we're in the dog days of March. All right, and episode sixty too. Episode, episode 60. sixty, incredible. Yep. All right, listeners, thank you very much. Inside Baseball Cast, there's still a bunch of guys I got to answer, and I got to put on Anthony Peters' list. But the but the website's been fun. The people have uh, yeah have really come out, and I know Morris enjoys that stuff as do I. I read Nate Fick's book this week. Okay, anyone oh. that's that's listened to this show has heard Morris mention Nate Fick um, about turning the map around, and anyone that was paying attention to current affairs, like with the Russia thing, read Nate Fick's book. It's called One Bullet Away. And he's a recon Marine, Iraq and Afghanistan. It'll take you three nights to read it. The detail and the story about what goes on in the U.S. military, and then you watch what's going on in Russia today, it's just incredibly eye-opening. Um, and it was just a, a great book. And you've mentioned him before, so I, I, you know, I got it off Amazon. One Bullet Away by, by Nathaniel Fick. And that's a good read. It's it just better than doom scrolling through all the horrible news every night. So pick that book up and read it and, and think about how that applies to what's going on in Russia today and the difference between our military and Russia. It's just amazing. Um, other than that, I got nothing. I got a sick kid, and uh, and I am busy at work. Other than that, I got nothing, pal. I mean, welcome to adulthood. Right, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. All right, Nick. I'll I'll, uh, I'll see. You. I'll talk to you during the week. All right, buddy. Cheers.